Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. We have a new soldier in the fight against that jelly-bellied deadite, the one who crawls down chimneys like a red-threaded dry slug, delivering Christmas presents and getting our children hooked on consumerism. Yes, you know the one. It's the evil known as Santa Claus. Maddie Khan has pledged her allegiance and her life. She said that she would only join the fight if she was allowed to be shot out of a human cannon whilst covered head to toe in samurai swords into the enemy. We said, that sounds pretty hardcore, Maddie, and she stabbed me with a samurai sword she PVA glued to the back of her right elbow. Also, David Tolbert has upped his pledge. Not content with just being an extremely awesome guy, David has now elevated himself to the rank of War Master. Fun fact, David Tolbert can kill a man with nothing but a humbug. He throws them so hard they're like chewy minty bullets. Absolutely tasty and absolutely deadly too. So thanks again, Maddie Khan and David Tolbert. If you too would like to share your special fighting powers with us in the hopes of defeating Santa Claus once and for all, go to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and pledge from as little as a dollar a month. There you'll get early ad-free access to episodes so you don't have to listen to me talking about shudder.com all the time and you'll get Patreon exclusive episodes and also behind the scenes content and some upcoming Q&As and that kind of thing. So go to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Today's episode is Leaving Giles, written by Andy Morris and narrated by Alexandra Elroy. At least he doesn't hit me anymore. 
The empty words paraded through Stephanie's mind on a loop as she curled up on her husband's sofa. The phrase had become her mantra over the last few days. It was a crutch to prop up her denial and to help see past Giles's creative outbursts. No matter how hard she tried to focus on Giles's good points, just simply surviving in this toxic relationship was poisoning her thoughts. These days it was getting harder to suppress these and more upsetting ideas that constantly teased her fragile mind. But it could be worse, though. At least when Giles got angry, he never really meant to hurt her. The belief that Giles never meant it wormed through her mind as she browsed through a copy of Take a Break. As she glanced through the glossy pages, Stephanie suddenly became aware that she was no longer alone in the house. Gingerly peering over the top of her magazine, Stephanie almost jumped as she saw the brooding form of her husband glowering at her from his armchair on the opposite side of the living room. She hadn't seen her husband all day. And although his absence had been welcome, it had filled the home with a pregnant silence that seemed to echo through every room. She'd never heard him come in, and she couldn't even smell the cigarette that flared like a warning light as he took another silent drag. How long had he been sat there? She had no idea. What's more, the poisonous look in his eyes told her not to ask. The fading light from outside picked out his cold eyes in the gathering gloom. Those eyes narrowed into that familiar, piercing stare that Stephanie could never meet directly. Accusations burned in his pupils as he regarded her with such quiet intensity that Stephanie was forced to look away. Her magazine dropped to the floor, but she hardly noticed. He won't hit me this time. She repeated the chant, hoping to find reassurance in the words. She said nothing out loud to her husband. Don't speak until you're spoken to. Experience told her Giles wouldn't say anything either. This routine was played out most evenings now. His penetrating stare slowed everything down, stretching seconds into minutes and minutes into hours. The stillness of the room oozed around her, pressing in from all sides, threatening to drown her. Her watch, usually so quiet now, boomed with every second in the tense silence, making Stephanie squirm under his forceful gaze. It was times like that that the beatings were actually preferable. At least he would get it over with. She could handle his fists. Stephanie felt her shoulders begin to ache as the thick silence pushed and pulled and pummeled at her like a long tide. But all she could do was sit still and wait quietly until Giles was ready because any other response on her part would likely provoke his rage. 
It was her fault she was going through this. She could have left him, and she almost had done so this morning. Yet, she was still here, and she wore her failure and humiliation like a veil, trying her feeble best not to cringe away from her husband's severe stare. Stephanie sought refuge in her thoughts, and her failed attempt to leave. Earlier this afternoon, she had discovered Giles had ransacked her bedroom again. It was an intimate punishment that left no scars. All of her clothes lay strewn about the room as if a tsunami had struck. The doors and drawers of all the furniture were hanging open, each one empty. Their contents lay scattered in crumpled heaps. Alongside the hurled garments was the large mirror lying on its back. Thankfully it was still in one piece, but the portrait of Stephanie's niece and nephew that hung on the opposite wall lay in a broken frame, with shattered glass covering their wide, beaming smiles. Not for the first time this week she became aware of the sore, crushing feeling in her throat. But she wouldn't get upset at this. What was the point? She hadn't even heard Giles crashing around up here making all this mess unlike last time. Standing dumbly by the bedroom door, she couldn't think of what she had done to invoke his displeasure, although Giles never really needed an excuse to punish her. She swallowed hard, hovering on the landing like an idiot. Had he found her hammer? Stephanie was spurred to her side of the bed, where she groped about underneath looking for her hammer. For one brief moment, a rush of panic had covered her like a winter frost. But then she found the bag. The plastic crinkled in her grip and she let out a shaky breath. Stephanie had purchased the hammer from B&Q about a month ago. She had bought it on impulse, not really knowing why. However, she did know she needed to keep it secret from Giles. Unable to allow herself to feel anything more than a mild relief at knowing her hammer was safe, Stephanie had surveyed the chaos of her bedroom with a detached mind. The room looked terrible. At least he doesn't hit me anymore. It had taken Stephanie nearly two hours to dutifully restore the bedroom to an acceptable standard of tidiness. She recalled looking down at the broken smiles of her niece and nephew in the smashed photo. It was the only thing she had left of her estranged family, and it was a heartbreaking sight. The cracked glass gave them a sad, almost painful expression. She had been too weak to hold back the wave of sorrow that washed over her. She must have looked so pathetic, standing there looking at the picture in her hands, it was good that Giles hadn't seen her like that. He wouldn't have liked it. Traces of that unhappiness threatened to surface again, now, as her maudlin thoughts lingered on her failed attempt to leave. It had been the sight of the photo, rather than the bedroom itself, that had been the catalyst for Stephanie's decision. She had found Giles' overnight bag and proceeded to stuff it with her clothes. Speed was the key. 
so she made a mad grab for anything and everything without noticing what she was packing, because if she stopped to think about it, she would end up talking herself out of it. Things were going well, until she got downstairs. As of sensing her imminent freedom, Stephanie's determination had wobbled as she reached the hallway. It was when she took hold of the door handle that she froze, and reality impaled itself through her like a spear, trapping her inside the house. There she had stayed with her hand on the handle for several minutes, watching with impotent frustration as her courage had bled out. In her mind's eye, she had visualized herself opening the door to see Giles walking up the driveway. Or else she would go out onto the road and see him drive around the corner. He could appear at any time. He could be waiting for her anywhere. At least he won't hit me for this. She had whispered to herself as her hand dropped from the door handle in acceptance of her failure. A gaping hole seemed to yawn open in the pit of her stomach as she was swallowed by disappointment once again. It felt as if she were watching through someone else's eyes as she warily trudged back up the stairs to unpack. Even if she did leave, where would she go? She couldn't really see Tara. Her sister had never liked Giles and she would take every opportunity to put him down. It was hard listening to the constant put-downs about Giles and his Bible-bashing friends, so in the end, Stephanie had taken Giles' advice and decided to cut off all contact with her sister. Besides, Giles wasn't that bad. In fact, he could be quite funny. Knowing how often she got things wrong, he would often joke that she would test the patience of the Dalai Lama. Giles looked out for her as well. He hadn't liked her working at fitness first, because of the lecherous men staring at her, so he had suggested she left her job. Now Giles looked after her and paid all the bills so she never had to work. She was really lucky and hated herself for being so ungrateful for all Giles had done for her. An obligatory smile brushed her lips as she recalled Giles' romantic side. He could still surprise her from time to time with flowers, telling her he would love her forever and they would always be together. As she had finished putting her clothes away for her second time that afternoon, she had kicked the bottom drawer of the chest of drawers shut. It was a hard kick and her toe hurt for some time afterwards. She could still feel it now, several hours later. On the other side of the room, Giles slowly rose to his feet and began moving towards her without saying a word. He carried himself with all the serene authority of an archbishop, only without the warmth and compassion associated with real men of the cloth. Without looking down, Stephanie found her hammer. The rubber grip of the handle molded comfortably into the palm of her hand. Giles was only a few feet away from her as she came closer. He was moving in nightmare slow motion, still advancing but never quite reaching her. Stephanie continued to watch his feet quietly pass over the cream-colored carpet. The icy beam of his eyes intensified on her face the closer he came until he stopped directly in front of her. What do you want? She asked nervously unable to look up at his intimidating form. 
Giles said nothing. Please, I don't know what you want. Just leave me alone. The voice in her head whimpered. Her husband leaned towards her, exhaling a curtain of smoke into her face. Get away from me, Stephanie begged weakly, pathetic. Then she remembered the hammer and fumbled it up before her, as if it were a cross, and she was trying to ward off a vampire in one of those old hammer horror films she so loved. Giles continued his silent scrutiny, completely ignoring the weapon. He bent down almost nose to nose, forcing Stephanie to look at those frighteningly chilly eyes. The very atmosphere in the room had turned ice. The arctic silence constricted her throat, while the roaring hush deafened her ears. Smoke clouded her eyes as she was momentarily blinded before her quick, panting breaths dispersed it, revealing once again the disturbing visage of the man she had married. The hammer quivered in her hands. He won't hit me again, Stephanie hoped as her knotted stomach churned with a sickeningly vertigo. The hammer felt ever so heavy in her trembling hands. After a moment, Giles's frosty stare cracked into a cold smile. He stood up to his full height and grinned mirthlessly down at her. She was too weak. Too stupid to do anything, and Giles knew it. The hammer slipped from her fingers to land softly on the floor. The truth was clear. She could never leave him, because he'd always find her. She couldn't tell anyone about the abuse, because no one would believe her. And she couldn't hurt him either. As Giles turned his back on her and drifted silently out of the room, Stephanie glanced down at the hammer lying on the floor. It was a strong, intoxicating feeling that lifted her spirits with promises of liberation and release. But it would be no good, she reasoned, and so left the hammer where it lay. She couldn't do anything like that to Giles again. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Leaving Giles was written by Andy Morris, narrated by Alexandra Elroy, edited by Carl Hughes and music by Sferia, Mayu and Tom Robson. You can check out more of Andy's work at blackcattails.weebly.com or you can go and listen to his short story, Where the Spiders Dwell, over on the volume open of this month. Also, we have a new soldier in the fight against that jelly-bellied deadite, the one who crawls down chimneys like a red-threaded dry slug, delivering Christmas presents and getting our children hooked on consumerism. You know what I'm talking about, Mr. Santa Claus himself. Maddie Khan pledged her allegiance and her life. She said that she would only join the fight if she was allowed to be shot out of a human cannon whilst covered head to toe in samurai swords into the enemy's flank. Not too sure which part of the enemy the flank is, but it's going to get murdered. We said that sounds pretty hardcore, Maddie. And you know what she did? She stabbed me. With a samurai sword, she'd PVA glued to the back of her right elbow. Also, David Talbot has upped his pledge. Not content with just being an extremely awesome guy, David has now elevated himself to the rank of Warmaster. Fun fact, David Talbot can kill a man with nothing but a humbug. He throws them so hard they're like chewy minty bullets, absolutely tasty and absolutely deadly. 
So thanks again. If you too would like to share your special fighting powers with us in hopes of defeating Santa Claus once and for all, go to patreon.com forward slash hook and cleaver. There you'll get early ad-free access so you don't have to hear me talking about shudder.com all the time. Uh, you'll get Patreon exclusive episodes and some behind the scenes content. Until next time. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.